It's the Reawakening Podcast. I'm Brian Ingraham. It is my heart to see our whole generation reawakened to walk in fresh, close, long-lasting, life-giving connection to the God of the Bible. I want this for me. I want this for you. I want this for everybody. It's for this reason why I do this podcast, and it's also why I've started doing this mentoring program, group mentoring program, on Tuesday nights. You can find out more if you want to be a part of being mentored. As a group, you can go to brianingraham.co.uk and just see if that seems right for you, if that seems like something that can help you take your next steps in living more fresh and close to Jesus. I think it's a great thing. It's been fantastic. If you have any questions about it, uh, look online or you can email at brian at rehope.co.uk. Hope you consider it. It's, It's going great so far. Our first unit has been focusing on getting the right things right. Our second unit, which is going to start February 1st, or maybe just the last couple days of January, but right at the end of January, beginning of February, which would be a great time to jump in if you're interested, is all about sharpening our discernment on being able to tell, are we hearing from God? Are we hearing from God accurately, growing in those skills? I think it's going to be a great unit if you've been thinking about it. The end of January, beginning of February is a great time to jump into the next era of the mentoring course. Today I want to talk about one of my major philosophies of how I believe life works best. I was really inspired some years ago, over two decades ago now, by a really old grainy video footage of Henry Nouwen delivering a graduation address at some Universe. I don't even remember exactly what the context was, but he was standing there doing a graduation address and he opened up his Bible and he read from Luke chapter 6. And what he read and what he said about it has profoundly impact how I think about life. The kinds of things that you have heard me say over the years, just randomly and offhandedly, whether you're at Rehope Church or on this podcast or whatever, a lot of it has flowed flowed out of the impact of having listened to this message and hearing him talk about this particular passage. Listen to these words from Luke chapter 6, starting in verse 12. I read this. During those days, he, Jesus, went out to the mountain to pray and spent all night in prayer to God. When daylight came, he summoned his disciples, and he chose 12 of them, whom he also named apostles. Simon, whom he also named Peter and Andrew, his brother, James and John, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon called the Zealot, Judas, the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. After coming down with them, he stood on a level place with a large crowd of his disciples and a great number of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon. They came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases, and those tormented by unclean spirits were made well. The whole crowd was trying to touch him because power was coming out of him and healing them all. Now, maybe as you hear me read that, you're like, Brian, this just seems like a pretty much day in the life of the Gospels kind of kind of passage. It doesn't seem kind of that life-changing perspective that you set us up to to believe it is and I say oh no friends this one this one got me because what Henry Henry Nouwen pointed out when he went through this is the flow of this ministry moment 
where first of all, Jesus goes up by himself and he spent all night in prayer to God. And, and he talked about how step one of this process is commune. And that was his word, commune. And he went up at Jesus and communed with God. Out of that communing with God, then he came down and he summoned his disciples and he appointed 12. He appointed his community, his, 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 his close group of people. So it started with commune and then it goes to ministering and, and calling out his community. And then they go down the mountainside and they have this big crowd impact, people from all over the place. But again, the flow, it starts with Jesus's alone time with God, all night in prayer, and then working on pulling together his community, and then mission, his mission. And those three words and that process, commune, community, mission, in that order has had the most profound impact on, on how I think about life and how I want to uh, prioritize and set up my life. Over the years, I've kind of shifted away from the words commune, community, mission to something that makes a little bit more sense to me. You've probably heard me say at one point or 50 points over your, your lifetime that where I might stand up in front of the church or whatever and say, I believe reawakening begins here. I know I've said it on this podcast so many times. Reawakening begins here and I'm, I'm pointing at my heart. I'm, I, I usually am taking my hands and I'm just like sticking them right on my heart. Like reawakening begins here. That flows from that Jesus going up on a mountainside to pray, that abide of Jesus, that 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 communing of Jesus. And, and I believe that life works best and, is, and it flows best when it comes to ministry if, first of all, I am starting with myself and my heart and my Jesus time. I've talked about this loads. The words I use is here, near, there. Three words, here, near, there. There And what I'm thinking of is concentric circles um, away, progressively away from me, starting with myself. Like when, I, when I'm the kind of ministry that I want to have, the kind of life that I want to live, I want to start with my own heart and my situation and then go from here to near. And who is nearest to me? Well, my, my spouse, my wife, Kelly, she, she is near. And then my kids, my family. And then my, my friends and my close team um, people that, that I work with and I, I get the joy of working with at the church. And then wider circles of, of people and then the church and then beyond that sort of thing. But going from here to near to there. And I am so obsessed with this being the right and proper and, and healthy strategy for living out this life that, that we've called to. to, to start with the Jesus times here, go to minister to those near to us. And then ultimately there, those people out there, the, the ones that for me in the church or, or beyond that I would minister to. What I believe a lot of people do, I mean, you probably listen to this. Yeah, sure, Brian, that sounds great. But what I think a lot of people actually do in life is they go there first and then here or near or near and here, but but they start with there. And what that looks like is people who put their work first or their ministry first to the neglect of their family or to the neglect of their Jesus time. 
the, the thing is, if I rush out the door day after day to get to church or to get to work, if I rush out of the door to get to these these meetings or to, to preach, if I then I am I'm starting with there. I'm not starting with here. I'm starting with there. And, and you can probably think of a lot of different examples in ministry or in life where people put their jobs before their family. They put their jobs before their own soul. Uh, yeah, it, you cannot really make the case that you are following the cycle of here, near, there, if you are going to work first. And then you're coming home from work and you're tired. And maybe you come from home from work and you're like, I just... I just need just some alone time and you know I I don't ha- I don't have the energy right now for my spouse or I don't have the energy for my my kids I just need to recover from this big day of work and so you kind of maybe you need some introvert time or whatever if if that's your rhythm what you're in a sense doing you're going there is my priority and then here myself and if you're not having Jesus time well then it's just it's just, you know, you're coping. It's a non-Jesus time here focus. And then finally, at the end of it all, uh, near. That's the that's the fast track for a, a family that's not happy. That's the fast track for marriage problems. That's the fast track for, for kids, uh, for a, a kid d- dynamic where they're just not feeling uh, loved. Now, I don't think that the family should be first and the spouse, your spouse should be first, I think Jesus should be first, like working on your heart and 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 getting your heart right first, but but then not leaping your family into your work. And and again, this isn't supposed to sound weird, and it 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 should be pretty straightforward that we start close and we build out. Let me talk to you about what what I try and do when it comes to my my life moving from here to near. Most of the time, I'm up before anybody else in the house, and that's fine. I've got some sleep issues, I guess, and and maybe I just need less sleep than everybody else because I'm the oldest in my family by months, at least. So um, I, I, I tend to be up first, and then at some point in the morning, I will hear Kelly getting up. Uh, maybe I hear just her moving around in the other room, and what I do many times, not every time, not, but I try and do it more often than not. I try. I get up and I make her coffee and I get her coffee ready and I bring it to her and I try and say something positive, something positive and, and affirming. I, I want to be attentive to the cultivating of the near. I try and make a point with my kids to spend time in their space uh, just listening. It can be very casual, but trying to be near in their space for a moment, giving a chance for if there wants to be a conversation or if, if or just a connect, but to try and be in their space. When I come home from work, my I'm not coming home for me time. I'm coming home for us time. And I try and make sure that I'm, I'm all in in my home until after dishes, after dinner. I I try and engage right away. I try and be helpful uh, for Kelly. I mean, she she might not find it super helpful all the time, but helpful. I try and I'm trying to make sure that I'm always doing the dishes at dinner time when we're sitting together. We we do make an effort to mostly have dinner together as a family and making sure I give attention to each of my kids, whoever's there or whoever's in the house, and hearing how their day is going, giving intentional time. 
I believe that, you know, if I'm, if I'm connected with Jesus, that's step one. But step two, who doesn't want a, a healthy home? Who doesn't want a, a home where you, where your um, family is, is feeling peace and, and calm, joy even? Now this is a podcast and I'm doing the one, I'm doing the talking here. Kelly's not here while I'm recording this. My, my kids are not here while I'm recording this. I don't have that accountability. I don't have the glares saying, Brian, you don't do this uh, perfectly all the time. Or, you know, you, you know, you're, you're not as awesome as you're making yourself sound. That's right. I'm not as awesome maybe as I'm making myself sound, but I am intentional. And I have these things written down as uh, my aspirational goals, goals and the kind of life that I want to live. It begins with cultivating my Jesus time and then it flows into trying to make sure I've got a, a strong, healthy home and family. Part of the other things that I do to cultivate this near my home is I pray around my home frequently, often, and I will bless my home with, with peace and joy. I will bless my home with God's presence and 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 goodness here in my home. I will uh, I will break off any 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 spirit of fear or division or anger or anything that I might sense going on in the home, and I would break that off and and I would just pray and bless good things over my home. I, I know that I am at my best when I'm feeling connected with Jesus and my home is feeling stable. It's feeling solid. It's that thing that relationships are going well. That everybody's feeling listened to and and cared for in the home. Isn't that how you think? If it's not your experience, isn't that what you would prefer? And so that's why I believe in focusing on here and then near. And then after that, I've got my my next tier out, which is probably my my uh, friends and my and my team, my 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 closest work team around me, and I'm just making sure that they're feeling healthy and that I'm praying for them and that I'm encouraging them in what they do. And then ultimately we get out to the church level and, and, and ministry, but I am not skipping over my family to, to minister at church. I have so many, and you've heard so many bad stories of pastors who have been burned up by their churches, by the people in their churches. That is maybe an issue with some of the people in their church, but ultimately that's an issue with the person. The person has gotten their priorities wrong and they have sacrificed their, their marriage, they've sacrificed their home, their family, their kids for ministry because they've, they've skipped over the near and they've just gone to the there. Or in Jesus's, in the, in the Henry Nouwen commune community mission, they've just been obsessed with the mission, which is very important, but they've, they've, they've jumped the process, skipping the community or maybe even skipping their Jesus time, the commune with, with God. Very, very dangerous. But obviously that's what the enemy wants. The enemy wants us to think that our work is the most important. The enemy wants us to think that our ministry is the most important, that our impact is most important. You know what's most important? Our Jesus time, our abiding with Jesus time. What was most important is is the cultivating the the family that you've been entrusted with under your care under your under your roof the the, the family that God has blessed you with and and the marriage that you are a part of that's that's more important and and then the ministry now I can hear it already I can hear the complaints already about making an idol out of our families making an idol out of our families 
more than our callings to, for ministry, and there is really important stuff here. I am not saying that your family drives your decision-making. I'm saying Jesus drives your decision-making. Jesus is number one. Jesus is the one that sets your path. It's, but I, I, ministry is also not the thing that sets your path, or your work is not the thing that is set, supposed to set your path. It's supposed to be Jesus. And so there are people who they don't start with here and they don't start with there. They start with near and they idolize their, their families. I have seen missionaries and I'm okay. I'm not judging hearts here or whatever, but just from the outside, whatever's happening, you know, filter, filter, filter. But I've seen people who make their ministry decision based on their family stage. And they are like, I want to have my kids you know, I'm in a missionary circles from American missionaries. I want to have my kids educated in our home country with, with that home uh, country experience of, of, of high school or whatever. And so many missionaries are missionaries when they're in their 20s and 30s. And then their home when their kids are in high school and stuff like that. And then they maybe go back to the mission field when they're older. But so many come back because of for some, it sounds and it seems like the kids are the priority more than their Jesus calling and their their ministry that they're pointing to. Now, I know that sounds so judgy. Please be grace there, but also hear the truth. It is it is easy to get these out of order and to care more about what your spouse thinks or what you want for your kids and for their experiences more than what Jesus is calling you to do. And it's the calling of Jesus that's more important than the ministry. And we can get confused there or, or the job thing. We can get super confused if we think that our calling is the ministry and our calling is connected to our following Jesus. That's, our, that's part of that getting the here right. The, how that flows out is the there. And I believe that it is so easy and tricky and confusing to keep the right things the right things. So for me, I keep it very simple. I think in terms of these concentric circles, and I keep saying over and over again, reawakening begins here at my heart. You know what else I say? I say the state of my family and my marriage and my relationship with my kids, it begins here. It begins here in my heart. The, my leadership with my team, the situation with my team, the health of my team begins here in my heart, my my work, my my job, my, my ministry, in my case, working for the church, that the, the health of that begins here in my heart. All of it begins here. I've been asked lots of times, you know, Brian, have you ever considered about teaching about marriage or 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 families or parenting or things like that? And I mean I'm just a simple guy and you know I might do that. I might do that one of these one of these days, one of these years. But I'm a simple guy. When it comes to how I think marriage works best, I believe that my marriage and the health begins here. And then after that, I want to become a student of my spouse. I want to understand them. I want to understand the person. When it comes to parenting, I believe it begins here, getting my heart right. And then I want to become a student of my kids. I want to know what their temperaments are. I want to understand what makes them tick. I want to understand how they feel loved, what they need. Do they need space? Do they, do they need connection? I know everybody needs love. And, and so it's not, that's not the mystery there. The mystery is how can I love all these people in, 
in the ways that they will most feel loved whilst not being thrown by what I'm receiving in return. Because I believe that even if they are off or even if they are not treating me as I would want to be treated, I can still be cultivating a healthy home and a healthy relationship if I'm getting the here right, if I'm getting my Jesus time right. If in the mornings I'm handing over my wounds and my pains and my disappointments and my worries and my fears to Jesus, and I'm taking up his his affirmation, his love for me, and his, his joy and peace, and I walk again into the new day with that. But again, it it so much depends on my my connection with Jesus. It's in order to foster the right environment in my home and in my team and, and everything. Okay, so we're talking about here, near, there. Or, in Henry Nouwen's words from Luke chapter 6, commune, community, mission. Starting with what's close and then going out in, in health circles, in concentric circles out. I want to challenge you now to be very truthful with yourself. And this can be challenging because we all want to be like, oh, I'm living the right answer. Of course I'm going here, near, there, or commune, community, mission. Like we want we know when you hear this, oh, this is intuitively the right way to live. And so we like to assume that that's basically what we're doing. We're thinking to ourselves, I love Jesus and you know, I, I love my family and I love work. But look at how you're living. Like right now, what drives your life? Is getting to work in the morning the thing that drives your morning? Or do you give attention to Jesus first? Do you set your heart first with the here? Do you give attention to your kids in the morning or or your, your spouse in the morning before you, you rush off to work? Is there anything there that is that is showing um, a, a positive ministry before you just jump into your work? If you get up, have breakfast, groan, grunt, whatever, whatever you do as you're trying to drink some coffee to get off to work, work or whatever. Like if, if that's what your mornings are like, you're, you're being driven by there. There is coming first. If you're staying late and you're, I, I, I'm going to say workaholic. I don't know if a lot of people really realize how much of a workaholic they are, but work, work becomes such a priority uh, at the detriment of their family and their spirit. If work is keeping you from being able to have your Jesus times, if, even in the evening, if work is keeping you from having a good connection with your spouse and your family, then you need to have a tell the truth moment where you're like, you know what? Actually, my life is there and then here or near or, or whatever the case. Maybe you find yourself just buried under everybody's expectations. Maybe you're you're really good at putting others first and you put your job first and you go for that and then you put your family first and then you're just distraught at the end. You don't have any Jesus time left because you've just poured yourself out. And, well, you're you're still off track. Like what is what is your real priorities when you look at actually what you're doing with your time? What actually happens? Are you putting there before here? What what are you putting your family at the end or at the the beginning, both of those are the wrong places. It should be in the middle and Jesus should be first. I want you to have an amazing life with God. I want you to feel 
that you're fresh with Jesus and, and that your life is clicking, like it's, it's, it's going well. I want you to feel like that your, your life with Jesus is strong, that your home is strong, that your marriage is strong, that your, your kids and, and that environment is going well. I want you to have uh, an impactful life in, in those around you. And I, and I encourage you to, re, to reconsider and to think through your own life situations and, and just reassess, how is my Jesus time? How is my intentionality with my spouse? How is my intentionality with my kids? How is my intentionality with my parents? How is my intentionality with my grandparents? How is my intentionality with my grandkids? Whatever your situation is, how is my intentionality there? And, and, it, and then how is my intentionality on the life that God's entrusted to me professionally, either as a student or in my employment or in ministry or whatever? Like where does it all rate? What is number one? And then what should be number one? And again, now is the moment. Today is the day as we get, to, we're in December now, as we get to the end of the year, this is the time to finish well, finish strong, finish this year, no matter what's come before, getting the right things right, getting the right priorities in order. And you might think, hey, it's, it's almost the Christmas season, so I can, I can ignore my family for the next couple weeks, work really hard on, on these Christmas you know, end of the year deadlines, and then kind of pick it up at Christmas time. Friend, that's no way to live. It's, try and start now. Start today. I'm going to get my Jesus time right today. I'm going to get my family time right or more right today. And then I'll get my, my work and my ministry in the right place. Like This is the way. This is the good way. This is the good way for you to, over the course of your life, have a long-lasting, uh, effective, growing relationship with Jesus and, a, and a, your best impact. If your family falls apart, your impact falls apart. If, if your marriage falls apart, your, 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 your testimony starts to be shaken and, and really impacted. These are the kinds of things that we've been talking about at the mentoring program on Tuesday nights. I'm sorry if this has been a bit confusing today with all these similar sounding words. I hope I've been able to articulate them as cleanly and clearly as I hope I have. I am just so passionate about this and, and I'm so obsessed with this. I've been living this way for over 20 years now and this is how I think about life. This is how I've been prioritizing what what comes first and how I'm doing. Do I always get it right? No. Have I had seasons where I've been having things in the wrong order? Yes, definitely yes. It is a constant uh, journey of reassessment and coming back to resetting in life, getting the right things right. Anyways, if you want to know more about the mentoring thing, again, brianingraham.co.uk and you can see more about that. If you found this helpful, um, go ahead and rate and review online. If you haven't already, feel free to subscri subscribe to this podcast. That would be really helpful. Also, if you would get the word out, if if you found this helpful, um, go, just you can let, let some people in your life know. Uh, I want everyone to be helped. If you find this helpful, help other people um, get, get from wherever they are to here. My heart is to see our whole generation reawakened to walk in fresh, close, long-lasting, life-giving connection to the God of the Bible. Some people can fumble through this path alone, but everyone does better with help. <laughs>